This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Go, The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're gonna see some serious <laughs> With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. And this week we're talking cigars and music. The top ten cigars and the top ten songs of all times. Uh, Not um, who, but the songs themselves. And not... um, We're going to try to form um, our... Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Fame, the people, but the Hall of Fame uh, cigar brands and put them together, uh, the best that they've ever been. Uh, That's what we're looking at this week. And humidors, how to buy a humidor for someone, the right humidor. Tis the season right now, and we'll tell you how. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. What are you doing? I see these uh, cupcakes and and things talking to me beside me. Oh, they're talking to you, all right. You haven't been able to break eye contact with them from uh, yeah. the second I put them out we, an hour ago. We, we have a pile of Twinkies, and uh, these are uh, cupcakes. cupcakes with a little... We got a little blind tasting going on over here. I took all the packaging off so that you can't tell which ones are Hostess and which ones are the private-labeled uh, cupcake versions or whatever. I was fortunate enough to be able to get not one, not two, but three... Real Twinkies and real cupcakes. I'm very excited. And three uh, fake Twinkies and fake cupcakes. And I'm betting you can't tell the difference. This is where I'm going. Oh, I can tell. I can tell. Of course you can We'll see about that. Okay. All right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and perhaps the world that is always broadcast on location. This week happens to be Nashua, New Hampshire. We are the only radio show that does not just allow smoking, but yes, everyone here in our live audience, almost said studio (laughs) audience, our live cigar shop audience, they are all lighting up along with us. Good. And we are very grateful that we live in a state where this is allowed. Yep. This is terrific. Uh, We are currently syndicated on seven radio stations. Seven. Up and down. Sounds like you just uh, get out of puberty right there. (laughs) Sorry, a little uh, little crackliness there. you make me lose my spot every right. time. Seven stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Uh, but if you miss a show, uh, you can always catch anything you missed, anything you want to hear, anything from old shows, right on the CigarAuthority.com, where you can watch us live when we're playing, or you can catch the what podcast on? on demand. It, That's it never Mrs. fails. Jonathan. It it's never m- fails. That is Mrs. Jonathan. You no, can no. S- Knowing that you're recording the show. Find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe she It is like, Mrs. Jonathan. Of course it is. Of course it is. It always is. She it's, knows. She she always calls when we're recording a show. I don't know and why she does you always leave your phone on ring. You I do. always do. I do that. I just forget to turn it on to vibrate. It's on <coughs> vibrate now. She's called when we're on live, too. She calls when we're oh, live. Oh, she's there. <laughs> she's there talking. Uh, can you stop calling me while I'm recording a, a radio show? How? I thought that was Saturday morning. No, it's now. This is I don't know. I'm actually recording a show. I, I can't talk to you. Mrs. Jonathan. <laughs> Mrs. Jonathan sounding fed up with him. And I'm fed up with him, too. I don't blame either all... of you. Yeah. I don't blame either of you. 
So um, we got to light up a cigar. And this week, um, because of the festive mood that's going on, I thought we'd break into um, uh, one of the gift packs that are out here on display, and it's called the 12 Cigars of Christmas. Not the 12 Cigars of Holiday. Of ho- <laughs> no, not the 12 Cigars of Holiday. The 12 Cigars of Christmas. Really? Because that's really what it is. You know? So we're okay with a cigar shop celebrating the birth of, of our Jesus dear Christ? Lord Jesus? Dear 8-pound... Six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. You like the baby just, Jesus. You like the baby Jesus. I like the baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this 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 pack is assorted cigars, which is pretty cool for the consumer to smoke um, different cigars. Again, we've mentioned it many times. It's smoking the same cigar every day. You're missing half the thing of uh, cigar smoking, the real enjoyment of cigar smoking, smoking the same thing over and over. So here's a 12-cigar sampler, 12 different cigars in each one. And uh, you want to just pick one? I'll take the bow off it. Uh, I know which one I want to pick. Pick it. You got 12 different things on here. All right. I'm going to take the Chateau Real. Chateau Real. A blast from the past. Yes. Oh, oh, it's one of those things. You got the little uh, things that cut through. You got a knife on you? I do have a knife on me. That's not a knife. When you get the uh, Christmas presents and you just... Just tear it open, man. You want this hard plastic thing? I got it. It's too late now. Look at all the pens you got on you. You packing, man? You're a mess. Okay, here we go. <laughs> all right, we got a whole bunch of you. You want Chateau Real? I want Chateau Real. All right, Chuck. What do we got for choices in this gift we, pack? We have a uh, twelve cigars. Perdomo Law Twenty Three. We have a what is this? This is a blast from the past too. Reserva Mia Flor. We have a Cuvée. We have a Cusano Eighteen. We have a Grand Habano. We have a Dos Ombre. We have a Origin Maduro. We have a Viajuelo. 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 I can still never say it. Even with me saying it right behind you. We have Zing. Viajuelo. We have 2283. And we have Africa. Donlino Africa. I know for sure which one I'm choosing. Which Last one? year's Cigar of the Year. 22 All right. And that is the torpedo over there. And I'm going to I'm gonna go with... Uh, that wasn't last year's Cigar of the Year. That was two years two ago's Cigar well, of the Year. Last year's Cigar of the Year was Ortsak. Well, no, it's still raining. Year. It's raining. It's still the raining well, champion. That's this year's. Fair enough. Okay. Just, you're just being wrong all over the I'm place. I'm wrong everywhere. You're, you're wrong everywhere. So, uh, yeah, this is a little pack. What are these? $39, $49? I believe it's $39.99. $39.99 for 12 cigars, and they're all different. I'm doing the Viajuelo, which is Maurice Coke's. That's correct. This is his cigar. And each one of these cigars have uh, their own little story to them. Um, it's uh, you, you, you gave it up when Mrs. Jonathan called anyway. We're taping the show. <laughs> We're taping the show once again because Chuck has sports. What do you got? No, you're going to Miami, I thought. Oh, it's because of me? Yeah, yeah it's your fault. Oh, Patriots wow. play on Monday. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to Miami uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, some Davidoff um, retailers thing uh, with the Art Basel um, Show in Miami, uh, some art thing or something. We'll see. I don't know. Whatever. Whoa. So you're into art. You're turning into a gentleman. You must have been listening to the debate. Seriously. Debonair's uh, How to Be a Gentleman. Yeah, I don't know what I think about art, but um, <laughs> I like to scribble on papers when I when I uh, am talking on the phone, apparently, he d- though. He does do that. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so not only are we going to talk cigars as we do each and every week, but we're also uh, going to talk about music this week, and not only uh, the greatest songs of all time, but I want to get into the greatest Christmas songs of all time, uh, maybe the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Just a lot of pressure, just like throw it at me five minutes before the show. That we're going to talk about. Christmas I'm interested music. now, Dave and Mr. Jonathan, because I prepared the bumpers for this show, and oh. I was very conscious to use Christmas songs. Oh. And I'm conscious to know Thank where God. they rank in your selection of the best of all time. All right, uh, there is, there is, in my opinion, there is only one good Christmas song. Wrong. Oh, you are so wrong. There's only one good one. There's a hundred great ones. I don't know about no, that. No, we're not even doing Christmas songs yet. We'll get to that. Maybe, we gotta, we got to get to the hardcore stuff. We've got to get to all songs. Unless you would include a Christmas song as one of the greatest songs of all time. Would you go as far as to say that? Would you go as deep and as far and as profound to say one of the Christmas songs is the greatest song of all time? Absolutely not. Okay. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> but there are some interesting ones there. There are. So uh, Also, Chuck, I want to mention, I will be uh, co-hosting... A sports radio show. Get out of here. The craziest thing of all. Wait a minute. Sports radio? Sports radio. I will be co-hosting. And, folks, I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> the jig is up. No, he really doesn't know anything about sports. No, he literally doesn't know anything about sports. No. How many points do you get for a touchdown? Six. Okay. All right. Ding, ding, all ding, right. ding. Where's the bell one. on that one? You got yeah. one. He knows one thing. I know some things, but all right. I know very little. For, How long for did an adult- Kevin McHale play for the Boston <laughs> Bruins? He did. He played for the Celtics. All right, there we go. All right, he's got it going on. But for an adult man, I know very poor. I'm very poor when it comes to uh, especially um, team sports. Very bad. Very bad. So you're going to be co-hosting a sports show. Yeah. And you don't know much about sports. Yeah, just one week. For the whole week? Mm, One day. One One day. day. One day. Oh, man. That would have been great radio. Yeah, we'd have a lot of audio, Mr. Jonathan, to play with that. that. I so, think we're still going to have lots um, unless, of audio. Unless, of course, they love it and they want to keep me on full time, which isn't going to happen. Hey. Right? <laughs> and here's our resident that doesn't know anything about sports. So I imagine they're going to use me as, as, the, as the joke through the whole thing. Right? Are you like, are you like that, that guy or girl that, that signs up for like March Madness uh, pools and doesn't know a thing about the teams and just randomly selects and, and ends up wins. always winning? Is that you? I've won a lot of yeah. those. Uh, those I believe that. football squares and stupid things like that. and But uh, because it, it just goes to tell you anybody can win type yeah. of thing. And if you know too much, sometimes it ends up hurting you, knowing too much about what it is. So how can our listeners find you? Can they listen live? Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to. Um, it's not until the following week. So when okay. we come back next week, we'll, I'll tell you all about it and let them listen to it. Um, or should I do it first and then they listen to it later if they want? And I'll do it. I don't care. Whatever. Let, let them beat the hell out of me or whatever's going to happen. But uh, craziest thing, huh? We co-host a sports show. I can't believe it. And you're talking about a major 50,000-watt Boston station, uh, morning uh, morning talk. Uh, morning drive. Is it morning drive? 10 to noon. Okay. Midday. So it's, uh, yeah, midday. Still. After morning drive. There's it's, other people, though. There's, you know, a whole bunch of guys that yell at each other and it's one of those type of shows. Oh, I can't wait to hear so. this. <laughs> gonna, well, are you going to be able to smoke cigars on the show? Yeah, we're going to do it from we'll here. We'll do it here. So, all right. So that was the idea. They said, you know, we'll do the show from here. And I said, great. And they said, will you, will you sit in? And I said, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. They said, we'll co-host. <laughs> and I said, I don't think you really want that. And they no, we really do. And they're going to awesome. be fooled when it's going to be. Uh, so what do you think of the new DLA? 
whatever thing, and I, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Can this be a lesson to some of our guests? Like, we, we have some, we'll, we'll leave them nameless, but some cigar liberties that we've invited on the show, and they've refused. Why would you refuse an opportunity? Right. The answer was yes, of course. Yeah. Of course the answer is yes. Yeah. The problem's going to be when they ask you a serious sports question, you go, I like cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> How does that have anything to do with cupcakes? <laughs> I just like cupcakes. Maybe we'll talk about the kinds of foods at the stadiums that I don't go to. And maybe I'm missing something, uh, not going to those stadiums. Tailgating etiquette. You're right. The, uh, the food at the, the Red Sox game actually was pretty good. Yeah, that was That was bad. good. At the time, I was still a vegetarian, and I asked for a vegetarian pizza, and they went and special ordered it and got it up, and it was pretty cool. You guys were in the box. We were in the box. Yeah, that's the way to go if you're yep. going to do it, right? The problem was uh, fifth inning... I had no idea what the score was because I wasn't watching the game. You guys made it through five innings. Yeah, well, we got there in the third innings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really two. Was terrible. It was two innings. We're both looking at each other on the, the drive-in going, why are we sitting in traffic for this? We don't even want to go. Yeah. But he had the tickets. We had to go. Yeah, so it's fifth inning or something. I walk up to him and I said, I got 100 bucks if you can tell me what the score is. And he goes, yeah, I have no idea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know where to look. It's okay. Yeah. I slapped the 100 bucks on the table and told him I'd give him the same deal. He had no idea. So, Which you think I would have checked before I asked the question, <laughs> but I knew he wouldn't have known anything. So anyway, that was that. So uh, best songs of all time. Rolling Stones put it out. Rolling Stone put out the, the, the top songs of all time. Yeah, we're not I, talking best rock songs or anything. Like that. this, best this, goes, this goes across the board, and I would say that they, the, some of the songs that are in the, their top ten are, are okay to be in the top ten. They just kind of have them in the wrong order. Uh, number 10. Oh, yeah. Great song. This, song. this song is in contention for number one as far as I'm concerned. I mean, one of the greatest songs of all time for sure. Now, another one that, uh, that I think belongs. You're going to share with people? You're going to say. Uh... Oh, we don't all just know what that is. That's Ray Charles, What I Say. You don't even let Ray Charles get into it at all. I would not have known that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I mean, I know the just, song. Just don't assume. That, right. that would be assume. like in, in sports for you to assume you're at the game. You, you got a. Uh, now I would have known. You're in thousands of dollars worth of box. You would know what the score was. You would assume you would know what the score was. But you wouldn't know what the score was. I had no idea. 1959, Ray Charles did it. What'd I say? That's right. So good. Yeah. I mean, such a natural talent on the piano. Started his life off able to see. Ends up going blind, and I saw the movie. becomes yeah. a becomes a virtuoso on the piano. Unbelievable. What did you think of the movie? Great. Yeah. Now, before I saw the movie, I was a huge Ray Charles fan. Yeah. Huge Ray Charles, and I was a little irritated that so many people jumped on the bandwagon after the movie. I mean, uh, how could you not, though? I mean, Ray Charles is the man. Some of the best music ever written of all time. I mean, made it into the Cosby show for crying out loud. Good stuff. So, I have no idea where I was going with that. Made it into the Cosby show? What do you mean by that? The, um, oh, there was the episode with Rudy and with, uh, the son there. Rudy from Canada was on the Cosby yeah. show? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was Canadian I never Rudy. knew that. <laughs> oh, I'm drawing a blank on what the song is. I'll think of it. The female Rudy. Yeah, the oh. little girl Rudy, and then uh, yeah, was... what's the son's name? Theo. Theo. Theo's up there singing the Ray Charles part, and then Rudy does the the. Oh baby, yeah, yeah, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Know what you're talking about? Okay. All right. 
So that was that's Ray Giles' claim to fame that he that made was, it on the car. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Stevie Wonder made it on too. They had a thing for uh, for blind black guys. I okay. guess they play the piano. Cool, cool. All right, so Nothing that was with that. that is number ten. That is number ten. And they went back way back, nineteen fifty nine. Now number nine song, brings us up into the grunge era okay. in the nineties. This is when I started hating music. Top ten of all time. Top ten of all time. I feel like they they kind of missed the boat a little bit on this one. Not that it's not a great song, but Nirvana, right? Yeah, terrible. I hate it. Uh, hate it. I'm not a greatest not a huge, of all time. I'm not a huge fan either, but whatever. Uh, now the next one, number eight. I agree that the band belongs in the top ten, but I don't know that this. Is the song no. that you pick by the Beatles to be in the top ten of no. all time? No, awesome Come on, song, Dave. awesome song, the I best Beatles song. I don't know about awesome song at all. It's kind of oh, it goes everywhere. It's awesome. It goes everywhere. Yeah, when he like, starts really getting on. Na 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 na. Ah woo. Na na na. I don't. I don't even know if I have the capability of fast forwarding to a woo. Let me. Yeah, you get as, as you get down towards the end, he starts going crazy. Yeah, I guess. Ow, na, na, na. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, okay. Great song. Yes, it deserves being in the uh, uh, More than Nirvana, that's I, for sure. Definitely more than Nirvana. I mean, I, I've blown my nose and it was more musical than the Nirvana song. Nirvana has some great stuff, but that one just ain't it. Uh, so, Beatles belong there. But Beatles belong there, but Hey Jude? Ray Charles belongs there. Yeah. Hey Jude, great song. All right. That is a great song. Now this one, I'm 100% on board great with. Great cigar, by the way. Yeah. Violelo. Oh, yeah. I haven't had this in quite a while. That was in contention for the Cigar of the Year as well. This was one of the best value cigars a few years ago when it first came out. Maurice Coke's Viajuelo. A little spicy. A little spicy. Kicking walnut-y. me Walnut-y. I always get walnut Very shells nice. out of that one. Very Ooh. nice. Yeah, this one's phenomenal as well, by the way. Chateau Real. Oh, that's a phenomenal One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. I still have a couple of these tucked away in my humidor. Very smooth. And you went with 2283. Yep. Which is the um, all Corojo. A little, little powerful there for you. Yep. Yeah. So yep. we all went with something that we know we liked. Maybe we should go on the, the second hour for something that we, we uh, we're not sure about. Maybe let, we should let go somebody blind. Out, so, let somebody oh, else someone pick else picks it. For you. Oh, I know where I'm going with for David. All right. And uh, see if you can guess it. Yeah, I know where you're going with me, too. All right, so now the next song belongs in the top ten. Number? This is number six. Hang on. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Number seven. Um, It belongs in the top ten. It belongs on the Cigar Authority Mm. because of the Cigar Authority's association with Two Guys Smoke Shop and because of where we're going with our 28th anniversary. Okay. It all ties in. I got you. Huh? Hey, yo, Chuck. Yeah. This is your cousin, Marvin. Yeah. Marvin Berry. Yeah. (laughs) This is that new sound you're looking for. Brush with greatness. Brush with greatness. I worked at Riley's Roast Beef in Day Square in East Boston in 1975, 76. 
two or three years before I was born. And I served this guy a roast beef sandwich. Wow. Wow. He was doing a a concert at Boston Garden. And after the concert was over, driving back to the airport or wherever he was going to go, he came up and I looked at him and I'm like, wow. And he ordered the roast beef sandwich and I'm like, Chuck Berry. And he said, yeah. Don't tell anybody. No. (laughs) Did you get his autograph? No. Oh. I'm not into the autograph thing. Unless it's on a check, I have no use. I guess. <laughs> but the, but the fact is, I made him a roast beef sandwich. That's pretty awesome. Chuck Berry. I, I am a huge fan of Chuck Berry anyway, So, but that, that particular song I do think My ding My ding That That actually would be the only one of his songs that I think could possibly be higher than Johnny B. Good. Johnny B. Good's huge, though. But the, the, and the, he influenced so many people. The play on words that he uses, the double entendre through that whole My Dingling song yeah. is phenomenal. And I'll tell you, I play it at weddings sometimes. Just throw it people in there. People sing it along. Oh, they go nuts. While they're eating dinner and stuff. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the one from Pulp Fiction. Uh, the Jack Rabbit Slim's Twist Contest. Oh. Um, crap. That's another great Chuck Berry song, whatever it is. I just thought of it now. All right. I would have gone with down with Sloop John B over this one, but oh, sorry. I would have gone with the right, the right time. <laughs> I love the ah, weak, weak Beach Boy. Weak it's a Weak Boy Beach Boy song, song yeah. right? There's a million Beach Boy yeah. songs that are better than this. Yeah. Little Deuce Coop could have been better. Maybe this just had this made the big money. Maybe. I feel like Kokomo did better than this one. Oh, oh. God. That wasn't even. That was, that was Beach Boys remake. Come back. <laughs> That's not Beach Boys. Yeah. That was, well, just, that was just sellout Beach Boys. These guys revolutionized harmony. Good vibrations. Back in I the like day. They, they belong in there for sure. I don't know if that's the song either. but um, So, interesting. They got, uh, you know, 50s, 60s, 90s. Got anything in the 70s? Let's see here. That's, that's where I belong. This would be the tail end of the 60s, 1967. This one came out on the Billboard Top uh, Hot 100. Little Aretha. This song certainly belongs in the top ten songs of all time. Either this no or maybe Think. Yeah. But you know what? As a disc jockey, I remember all the girls coming up and always asking for respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> That's how you learn how to spell. <laughs> it's like my spelling is terrible, but I can spell respect and, uh, you know. You can't of, spell respect. You can sing it. Right. But you can't spell if it. If somebody says, how do you spell it? You, you spell it like, right. like, it, like it goes in a song. How do you spell respect? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. All right. I'm a little irritated about this next particular choice because another artist with songs that are so phenomenal, and I actually, the other songs by this artist I added into my picks. Are we going from 10 up? Like, like yeah, we're going backwards. Okay. We're working our way to number one. Uh, well, I would have put Ray Charles way ahead of that. But yeah, way ahead of this one too. Yeah, yeah. Never really. 1971, uh, little Marvin. Yeah. This is what, number four? This is... Uh, Number four. Yes. You know his father blew his brains out? No. His no. father killed the son. Killed Marvin Gaye. Oh, really? Was killed by his father. I didn't know that. Yeah. On purpose? Yeah. Like Why? murdered? Murdered him. Cold blood. That's Why? It. What was the motive? They had a fight about something. He got the gun and shot him in the head. Wow. Ah. 
Talk about being a show downer. Mm. <laughs> if I could build my world around you, it would be a way better Marvin Gaye song than that one. We'll play that one later. Well, a lot of good Marvin Gaye songs. A lot of good. I, I, I don't know in the top ten. You know, I'm surprised that. Let's is, get it on. Let's get it on would be the best one. Yeah, that that'd be the best one. Let's get it on there would are, be the best one. Now you can bring that into the top ten. Maybe there are two songs that this I can is play R and B type of thing to man. guarantee that I can get a party to go from being out of control to everyone going into the parking lot and doing it. <laughs> and let's get it on is the number one choice. The other one is uh, "Feel Like Making Love" by Bad Company. Those two songs are yeah. like, oh my god, the party just went from wow, the place about to be set on fire to. Making love in the party. So you can play stuff before your time. Absolutely. All right, good. I'm all in. All right, we're number three or four. Where are we? All right, we're back to the Beatles. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's John Lennon. I have none of this. Yeah, it's Imagine, but it's... It's not the Beatles, it's John Lennon, though, right? Yeah, it's weak is what it is. Yeah, not greatest of all time. Great song, Depends on your definition of great, Chuck. I don't. I'm not crazy about it. Not crazy about it either. But greatest songs of all time, of all time. You're talking number three greatest songs of all time. No, but I'd put it in my top twenty. Yeah. Yep. Of all time. Yep. Really? I would. Oh, absolutely not. Hey, we're each entitled to our own opinion, even if yours is wrong. Yes. Yes, they belong. Well, now interesting that the magazine. Is the Rolling oh, Stones. that's interesting. And they put the Rolling Stones as the number two because song. that's probably how they got the name of the magazine, of course, right? Right. Yeah. And this no. would be the most famous Rolling Stones song there is? I would think so. Star Me Up is up there. No. Not even close. What? This is early Rolling Stones, mid-60s. This is when it happened. Well, we may as well go to the hook. Going right to number one? Yeah, let's hit number one, which I 100% disagree with. Can I guess? <laughs> you have it in front of you. Oh, okay. Not... <laughs> I have a whole bunch in front of me. Okay. Yeah, then guess. Go ahead. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Uh, no. But you're on, the right, you're on the right track with Rolling Stone. Like a Rolling Stone, but Bob Dylan. Ooh. Ooh. It's like they're the cigar aficionado of music. <laughs> Missing the boat on that. Wow. No way. Number one song of all time. Not wow. even close. Yeah. Number one song. I'm not even going to play the whole thing. It's terrible. So isn't that interesting? Rolling Stone, can't get no satisfaction. Like a Rolling Stone. And my favorite, Papa was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. Wherever he left How come this. this song's not in the top ten? This could have replaced Nirvana. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, right? Easily. Right? How come... This is actually good, too. That would have made it. How about something like Frank Sinatra, My Way? Frank Sinatra, My right. Way would have done it, yeah. How about Walk This Way by Aerosmith and Run DMC together? Yes. Because that actually... Was. That's a mix, great Mixes call. two people together, two, two types of music. yes. Actually brought um, rap into the mainstream, right? And brought Aerosmith back. back from the dead. Yeah, that's that song did some amazing that's a stuff. Great right call. How could you miss Michael Jackson? Greatest songs of all time. Wow, good point, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah. I mean, you could pick one song from any one of his albums 
up until which maybe one would you choose? 2001 as the greatest one he ever did? Yes. Billy Jean. Thriller. I got to go Thriller. Thriller. Yeah. I guess Thriller because it really, he took videos to the next level yeah, he, with Thriller. He I mean, took choreography to the next level with Thriller. Changed the industry, right? I mean. And you can't go through Halloween season without hearing Thriller at least once. And it's one of the few songs that go along with a season that you don't get sick of. You're happy to hear it. You're happy to dance to it. I have uh, some choices here that didn't make the list that I kind of like. Um, something like Hotel California, the Eagles. Sure. Right? Shouldn't that be up there? Yeah. It certainly should be ahead of like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, why don't you just put like a rhinestone cowboy up there and <laughs> call it a day? But I bet you if you asked uh, 100 people out of 100 people, like, like a rhinestone cowboy, they could sing it. Could you could a hundred people out of a hundred people sing like a Rolling Stone? By honestly, Bob Dylan? honest to God, I never had heard of the song before we started doing this bit. Um, we are the champions, Queen. Good call. I think yeah, that's you, a popular you guys, song, man. You miss. You brought up rap before. I mean, you can't overlook Tupac. I can overlook him. I don't think you can overlook. I can him. overlook him. I can overlook him. Tupac Shakur? Let's go way back. Yeah. How about a little country and western type of feel like Stand By Your Man, Tammy Wynette? Oh. No? <laughs> Very famous. What Everyone knows it. The, All right. Why don't we the go? The Blues Brothers did it. Why don't we go, go uh, British and uh, what's the um, Monty Python? And we'll go with uh, Sit On My Face and Tell Me That You Love Me. And that could be the greatest even, song of all time. I don't even know what that is. You just wanted to say it and... Uh, I'm quite offended it's by just, you even saying it's it. It's just as ridiculous as your Tammy Wynette over there. How about something like American Pie uh, by Don McLean? Now, that is a phenomenal yeah. song. I don't know if it would qualify in my book as being in the top ten of all time, but about, very good. Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Judy Garland. Are you? In the 30s. Come on. Everyone a, knows it. I don't. Everyone knows Macanudo, too. That shouldn't be in the top ten it's cigars of, great, of all time. It's one of the greatest songs of all time is, is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's, it's been covered by thousands of people. You know how many people covered um, <laughs> like a Rolling Stone? Uh, I actually don't know of anyone that did cover Three. it. Three. Really? Yeah, it was me, you, and Chuck earlier today. <laughs> I've got a song I put in. I've seen skies of oh, green. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, it, wasn't yeah. a, it actually wasn't a big hit until after, long after he died. Really? Um, Louis Armstrong. You, that song comes on the radio. You're not changing the station. Right. How about something you want to go into rock and roll and, and a memorable rock and roll song that I bet most people can remember the words to? And, and you're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I want to rock and roll all night. Kiss. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. See, I can I yes. can get behind that because everybody knows that song. Yep. And a, a song, it, it's a song that I don't think could be covered by somebody because it belongs to Kiss. Yeah. Right. Just like the song Billie Jean, very, very few people have covered it. And the people that covered it, it be, becomes uh, lost in... Uh, yeah, you're in, not going to do a good job yeah, no one, because no it's one's, already too good to begin exactly. with. Exactly. And uh, if you're going to go rap... You gotta go, Sugar Hill Gang. Rap is delight. All right, that would be. That's the first rap. That's that one's good, and everyone knows it, uh, and, and it certainly did something to music anyway. I'm gonna say, if you're gonna go rap, you can't overlook the talents of Eminem. I can overlook them. You can. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, but he's. I don't know if he's. Uh, See, I don't know. Stan. 
I don't know it. You'd have to play, like, I'm not uh, sure Stan would be the one. you, you got to imagine, for, for it to be the greatest of all time, it, it, children know it. Adults know it. Old people know it. Everybody Enter, knows These it. two children, they know Stan. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Enter Sandman, Metallica. There you go. Another song. Off to never, never land. There's a song that could never be covered by somebody and do anything with it. I don't know. It's kind of weak. I think we make our own top ten and we, we deal with it. I'm just saying. That's better. So yeah. much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to start grooving to this. You want to so light a cigar and kick back, right? Glass of wine. Right. I DJed last night, played that song as the last song. Yeah, it went well. Oh, there was uh, some heavy petting going on on the dance floor. Really? Uh, some some uh, good good wraps up. The breaks, Curtis Blow, Salt and Pepper, Push It. Oh, push my it God, yeah. Right? Fight the Power. I turned you on to that. Fight the Powers That Be. I turned you on to that. No, you, you let Public me know Academy? of one of the lyrics, but I was uh, already a fan. There isn't a Prince song in there. Something like When Doves Cry by Prince would go good. Phenomenal. You Shook Me All Night Long, ACDC. Another one. Great. Huh? Do you throw Whitney Houston in there? No. I Will Always Love You. Yeah. One of the greatest songs of all time. Come Here on. we go. I Just Want to Dance with Somebody. Another phenomenal one. Uh, Crazy Train, Ozzy. Everybody knows yep. it. Yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Whole Lot of Love. Sure. ACDC, Back in Black, if you want to go into some, some, some old rock stuff. Guns and Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Now you want to, you got to get a country song in there. You do? Yeah. Because... Country's big. It's not big here in no, New I Hampshire, know. but it's big. Do you go do you go old school like crazy, Patsy Klein? Written oh, by good call. Written by Ray Charles. Willie Nelson. <laughs> oh, Ray Charles. <laughs> it was so close. Ray Chuck. Charles wrote it, and Willie took it, and Ray Charles couldn't find it because <laughs> he's blind. I got it. Thank okay. You. <laughs> I don't know You've what lost I was that love and feeling. Uh, the Righteous Brothers. Oh, phenomenal song. Great song. Um. What would you say? I that, say a little prayer for you. Rita Franklin? Is that better than um, respect? No. Absolutely not. Oh, it's good. It is good. Not better than respect. Do you bring in... Yeah. If, if there was a greatest Christmas song to add into that, could, would it be Bing Crosby, White Christmas? Could it be? Or you just hate it? Greatest Christmas song of all time, right there. Wow, you're jumping right to it, huh? I'm just saying, you, you brought it up. That's it, right there. Never cared for it. Uh-huh, about you. Never cared for it. Well, that's a shame. White Christmas. He comes out with Blue Christmas. <laughs> you know, Blue Smoke. There we go. Um, Andrew Sisters, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. You want to go real old school? That's pretty old. Can any of this be in, you know, people know this sure, stuff. Sure, of course. People know it anyway. But anyway, let's go to break. Um, when we come back, we'll go to um, the best cigars of all time. And um, Christmas songs and uh, the cigars will be for the Cigar Hall of Fame is what we're looking at. Humidors, which ones to pick up, the right uh, humidor to pick up as a as a. And we're, uh, also going, we're also going to discuss very briefly the number one song as far as the amount of money made in a short amount of time right now.
Okay, it's the right hottest now. thing right now. The hottest thing right now. Okay, we're broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garoppolo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. 
and stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. And we're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's Christmas time. I want to kill myself. Why? Come on. That, oh that's very, very famous. That's a good Christmas song. Okay. We'll lots, get to, we'll, lots of things are famous. Doesn't make them good. It's good. That's good. It's a good song. Hillary Clinton's famous. Doesn't mean I want a banger. Just throwing that out there. Okay, uh, we're getting to my favorite segment of here, according to the show prep that's, that's written on here. We're smoking the 12 cigars of Christmas. They're little gift packs with 12 cigars in them, of course, and we're smoking whatever we chose to uh, smoke on there. Chuck chose the what? 2283. 2283, the uh, former Cigar of the Year, and all Corojo by Jesus Fuego. Mr. Jonathan chose the Chateau Real, a blast from the past, a mild, smooth cigar from, from Buttery, Drew Estates. Creamy, phenomenal. And I'm smoking and loving it is the Viajuelo, which is Maurice Cox out of... Um, or Cox. Cox out of um, Dominican Republic, and yeah. this was uh, a couple of years ago, the best value cigar. You're looking at a 5 $6 cigar. Great cigar. A lot of spice, a lot of flavor. I'm, I'm liking it. It's a great, great cigar. Uh, I haven't smoked it in a while. Glad I chose it. It's great. If you guys had to put a title on the, uh, the culture, the, the mindset behind the culture of the 50s, what would you say it was? Sock hops. What? Sock hops. You know, they, I don't know if sock hop is quite a mindset, but okay, let's go with that. What would you say? When you I, ch- what do you mean? Like when I think musically, 50s, yeah, when you think musically, fifties. Like what would the, what was the music saying from the fifties? The 50s? twist. Yeah, yeah. The music like was the, saying sock hop to both of you. Yeah. Okay, I was going to go with rebellion, like but diner that's, rebellion. That's fine. Yeah, they were a little rebellious. Not at all. Come on, that was the sixties. Well, I lived it, baby. I was going to say 60s was more free late love. Late 60s. No, late 60s was uh, revolution. Revolution, not rebellion. Uh, they weren't rebelling anything. They were listening to mom and dad, and it was all leave it a beaver stuff, and it was all... Uh, Where were you in that mix? Because you weren't military, right? I mean, wasn't it, wasn't it military or hippie? I mean, what was the... In the 60s? Yeah. I was a kid. I was a young kid. Late 60s? Yeah, I, I was born in 1960, so oh. late 60s, I was nine years old, yeah. and I was... Uh, you know, playing army man. So, right. you know, we could do that then. We had so you're guns saying and all 60s that. was revolution for you. I was going with free love. And what are you going with, Chuck, for 60s? I have to go revolution. You're going revolution. All right. What about 70s? 70s was disco. 70, I have disco as well. Living the disco, funk, and in quotes, the high life. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> okay. And I lived that, not the high life, though. 80s. What does the 80s say to you? Metal. Metal. Um... Fashion, the birth of tech, high rises, the rise of the baby boomer. It was, you know what? That was the time to, uh, it was about making money. 
That's what it was. It was Gordon Deco type of thing, right? Yeah. That's what was going on. The 90s, Generation X, Adrenaline Junkies, Extreme Sports are born. Yeah. The 2000s is the I and Me generation. Yes. The iPods, YouTube, Facebook, well, Instant not Gratification. Well, not just iPod. It was all about themselves. And Correct. Yeah. Selfishness and uh, what got to come into them. Is the 10s going to bring us? Is and that what it's called, the 10s, what we're well, in? Well, that's what I'm calling it. All right. It only makes sense to me, maybe. Go with it, it. If you know of another name, say it, boy, right in the chat box. Maybe the teens. Teens. The teens. All right. Uh, I'm going with that it's fantasy and nothingness. This is what is going uh, to speak sad, to this generation. It's a sad thing uh, if that's the way it's going to go. You're looking something up. I'm, 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 uh, I, I just can't get my mind off of what's to my right here, and it's not you. It's what's in between me and you right now, and let's just get to it. It's enough is enough of this craziness. You don't do this to a fat guy and just leave this in here. All right. Well, what do you let's... Let me just make sure I got the right ones here. This one and this one. It's one of each for Chuck. Nice catch. Right in the mic. And this one here for you. All right. He's giving, me, he's giving me what appears to be two. two hostess cupcakes by these picking certain ones. They have the same white thing underneath. They, they have the same plastic on them. They appear to be two hostess cupcakes. But we know hostess is no longer right now. Well... It's so, interesting that you say that. I yeah. was able to. Uh, I didn't have to spend millions on uh, on YouTube. Uh, a buddy of mine happened to have a couple of Hostess cupcakes and Twinkies was, in his closet. They're uh, they're awful fresh. Uh, although I guess they have a shelf life of, of like hundred uh, years like, yeah, anyway. It's ridiculous. I like to be left alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to oh, uh, you got to you got to take a bite out of each, and there's no way for you guys to be able to tell which one's which. And you tell me if you can tell the difference between... Most people would say they're not as good as they used to be. They'd be lying. They're delicious. I don't know about delicious. It's pretty awesome. It's uh, it, trans fats. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole nother level, huh? So, Market Basket decided... Three or four months ago, that they were going to same thing compete. Same, it's the same one. It's the same thing. Go ahead. They were going to compete with Hostess. So they start this whole private label thing with their own uh, cupcakes. They're going to eat the rest of those Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even finished the ones in front of you. All right. And uh, it turns out when Hostess goes belly up as a result of the whole union debacle. Um, Market Basket was only one week away from releasing. Market Basket is a is a, is, local, is a chain up, up here chain. In, uh, in the Northeast. So they released their private labels, and they came under a little bit of fire for appearing to jump on the the undead carcass of Hostess as they're struggling. And the reality was they were going to do it all along. And uh, so they came out with them, and uh, I'm going to say... You can't tell the difference between the two. You said, you actually said they were the same. They're the same. They are the same. What about you, Chuck? They taste identical. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So go to your but, market basket. But really, they're not identical? No. You got the swirly thing on the top of it? Yeah. Cream in the middle. Not the whole thing? They got it going on. All right. I know you're waiting for that. <laughs> Fact of the matter is, I like this better than the cigar, and the cigar is damn good. <laughs> 
Sure you don't want a straw just so you can uh, vampire suck all the cream out? I'll do it with my nose. <laughs> you going to retrohale that Twinkie? That's it. Wow, they're cold. They must have been in your car. Well, interesting thing about that is uh, when I got the uh, products for this bit, Chuck, <laughs> I showed Dave and he goes, oh, it's lunchtime. I said, no, <laughs> yeah. we're saving this for the show. Yeah, leave it in the car. That's awesome. I never understood the whole thing with Twinkies. This is a real Twinkie. This is a real Twinkie, he says. Hang on, which wrapper was that? They both look the same. I made little marks. You can't see them. All right. You're saying that's the real one. Yep. All right. You ever have a sunny doodle? No. It's like a hostess cup cake, but it's a sunny doodle. It's the ripoff. It's it's the, um, who's, what's the other company? Drake's. Yeah. Drake's making a cupcake blonde to try to go after the Twinkie. Never worked, but they were good. They are good. Very interesting. I, I claim to, to know a lot about cigars. I am the cigar authority. But I know more about cupcakes <laughs> than cupcakes I should. And Twinkies, baby. That's where it's at. So um, while you're uh, while you're These eating, are different. They are. Number one was the real one. Number two was not. You actually have them backwards, but that's okay. I'm saying in this particular case. Now, I couldn't tell the difference mm. really on the cupcakes, but on the Twinkie, I think that the yeah. Market Basket one's better. Number one's better, whatever that is. That was Market Basket. Really? Yep. It's a better Twinkie or whatever. What do they call it? I don't remember. Toss the box. You just looked at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they look like the same thing. Yeah, they taste they taste different. The two cupcakes. I need a half a gallon of milk. <laughs> so uh, I, what ever, I was, what I was, eat, you ever eat the um, devil dogs? Oh yeah. You need like oh milk yeah the, with that. It's dry, dry. dry. Yeah, as dry as anything. I'm, I'm still eat them. Don't get me wrong. But. I'm wondering if uh, if maybe milk didn't have something to do with making those, so that you needed the milk. And it's not like you can you can eat them with water. You got to have the milk. Yeah. Here, you can have my other one. Thank you. <laughs> I'll save that for when I as soon as I finish this. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you heard of the artist Psy? P S Y. No. No. Psy is the owner of the rights to the YouTube video Gangnam Style. Hmm. Don't know it. This is, you know it. You just heard it. This is. Oh, is that what they were doing? Yeah. This is the number one song in the country right now. It's the number one video. Matt's doing it right now. In the country. And it is the fastest growing viral sensation on the planet in history. So when you, as a disc jockey, you're out there doing your disc jockey stuff. Are they doing that on the dance floor? Yeah, they're dancing with these fake horses and running around. You have three minutes. Go ahead. It's very, very awkward dance thing. That Go ahead, play doing. a little. We got. Uh, it's actually terrible. Now, do they do they sing this? Quote unquote. Oh sing yeah, this? they go they go nuts. What what nationality is it? This is uh, Korean. It's called K-pop. Korean popular music. <laughs> it's only the second time in K-pop history that a song ever hit uh, in the top 20. And this one made it all the way up to number one. 
The video is estimated to have, uh, to make $20,000 per day on YouTube. Wow. In the first two months, it made $1.5 million. How does it make money? The uh, little commercials that play on YouTube beforehand. YouTube makes a lot of hey, money. Hey, lower that so I can play some real music here. <laughs> right, because that's awful, really. Right? That is not going to be in the top ten of all-time songs. I, God, I hope You not. won't know what it is a year like, from now. Whoop, there it is, making it. You won't know what it is a year from Everyone now. Everyone will know what it is. I'll be stuck playing that stupid song for the next 20 years. The uh, the song made 800000 just on iTunes wow. in, the, in the first two months. Uh, and it's estimated to date, it's been out for four and a half months, $52 million This guy's moving, in right? Revenue. This guy's moving out of Korea. He's moving. He's I don't coming know. to LA, I bet. You're gonna, you're gonna, and then he's gonna blow it all, and it's gonna be uh, one of those TV shows. Probably end of, up snorting it all. Whatever. Uh, Twinkie replacements. Twinkie replacements are I good. Like better than the regular Twinkie. All That's right. good news. And what Moses else? Cupcake was exact. Okay. Exact same thing. Um, we have um, a lot of segments to get to. I want to go through the. <laughs> we got no time, but I want to get to the humidors, and I want to get to Christmas songs and all that stuff. But it's Christmas season, and uh, we'll get to them anyway. Um, you mentioned um, uh, all these famous movie stars. A lot of them celebrating a birthday today. We'll get into that and lots more. We come back, humidors, how to buy the right one, and then holidays or, better yet, Christmas songs. What are the best ever? We'll tell you about that as we're smoking the 12 days of Christmas here. Uh, we are the Cigar Authority on everything, and we're going to tell you that and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Exit one off Route 3. Stop on by and say hi. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. from the Cigar Agency Global, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. 
Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about It's Not Your Grandfather's Cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about Good to the Last Draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott at Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. 
The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Gary. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, the Cigar Authority. The best of everything today, the best songs. We're going to get to the best Christmas songs, the best cigars of all time, the best cigar brand of all time, and... Um, how to buy and, and uh, a, a humidor for somebody, including yourself. Uh, we got that and uh, some birthdays coming up. Uh, but first, Mr. Jonathan, you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And yes, we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist that you smoke right along with us. It is your right, and you should do it. Do it. You can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com and watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. And that's webcast and podcast. You can find us on iTunes where no matter what your smart device is, you set it and forget it. The podcast will just upload right to it. And let's not forget about thecigarstation.com, rebroadcasting our show every Sunday from new, uh, 11 to 1 and uh, also from 11 to 1. Day and night. Day and, Day and night, night. Baby. So we're smoking the 12 cigars of Christmas. Uh, we picked a cigar out for each of us. Now, instead of us choosing our own cigar, we uh, somebody picked out something for somebody. Uh, Chuck, what do you got there? Yeah, you selected for me the Perdomo Lot 23. Okay, I That's think right. you'll like it. And what, what do you have there? I have something. Uh, what do I have? Yeah. You've selected for me the Zing, X-I-N-G, Zing. It's a Maduro torpedo, and, uh, uh, and it has a little surprise at the end. My we'll good friend, my Sing good, say. yeah, <laughs> my good friend Charles here, uh, he selected the Dos Ombre Red, which is the Honduran version. I'm like the Jeffersons. I'm moving on up right now. Moving on up. You're smoking a uh, under three dollar cigar there, two and change for a Dos Ombre. See what you think of that. I don't know if you've we've ever actually smoked these on on the air before. We but did on are, the twenty. 20- <laughs> 20th anniversary of Dos Ombre. We went through the whole... Oh, okay. Yep. We did. That was a while ago, but yeah. So, um, yeah, Dos Ombre is an in-house brand. Uh, Dos Ombre Boutique. meaning two guys. Boutique right. meaning made for a cigar store. So two guys, Dos Ombre, um, and it has many different uh, colors. He mentioned red. Red is the Honduran. There's a white, which is Dominican, a green, which is Nicaraguan. It has a barber pole. It has tins, and it has. it's a whole line. It's a whole lineup. There's something there for everybody. Bundle pressed, not not box pressed, mind you. Bundle pressed, cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't include the box. And a lot of people, and we're going to get to that. A lot of people look at boxes of cigars and say, "Well, I keep them in the box; they'll stay fresh." 
Au contraire. Au contraire, they, mon frère. They will not. You need a humidor, and we'll teach you how to select the proper humidor for you, or if you're getting someone for a gift. But first, I want to go over a few birthdays. Uh, first, people, you want to hand me that cutter over there oh, while you go over the birthdays. Cutter, okay. lighter. Uh, you can use my DuPont. I'm fancy this month because it's Christmas time. I'm doing the Christmas parties and stuff you like know what? that. I think so. I'll take you up on that. I've never lit a Dos Ombre with a DuPont before, so I'm going to go for it. It costs a lot more than the cigar itself. <laughs> there you go. Um, celebrating their birthday today, and because we're having the musical theme, it, it, it seemed um, appropriate to mention John Lennon's birthday is today. Well, um, imagine that. Um, I'm sorry. It's not his birthday. Today is uh, the day... John Lennon um, was murdered, actually, at the Dakota Apartments in New York, um, 1980. So that was 32 years ago. Wow. Uh, Did it happen in the day or night? It happened... Uh, Do you remember? I, I think it was in the daytime. Uh, today's the birth date of Jim Morrison, American singer for The Doors. Today's his birthday. It's the Roadhouse birth- Blues could be in the top ten of all time. In my humble opinion. By the doors. By the doors. Along with... Break on through. Come on, baby, light my fire. See? They missed a lot. A lot. They missed a lot of them. Uh, Birth date of the late, great Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Now, there's an American actor and singer. There's entertainment right there. World's greatest tap dancer right there. I saw Sammy Davis live. Front really? row. Boston? Front row in Vegas. Nice. Front row in Vegas. Wow. Little, little $100 slip. Me and my girlfriend, now my wife... Right up front, we could have touched his toes. Wow. That's how close could have we got were. your fingers chopped off. That dude had really? some fast feet. Uh, died in 1990, but today's his birthday. Uh, Greg Allman, American uh, musician. Oh, you were going to say Gregory Hines. No. Sammy Davis's Gr- protege. Gregory Hines, yeah. cigar smoker. Big cigar smoker passed away, but big cigar smoker. Uh, but Greg Allman, Allman Brothers, also married to Cher, was married to Cher. Shut up. No, I can't. I have to continue this uh, show, so i got to keep I had going. no idea. Really? I did not know that. I thought it was just like a Sonny Bono thing. No, no. She married Greg Allman years later. Wow. wow. That didn't last either. She got married many times, I think. Uh, you don't even remember who Flip Wilson is, right? Flip Wilson show. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Of course. Really? I, what I, did he do? Name a thing he did. Um... He was he, he was a variety type show, so it was all yeah. skits and. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. The courts in section now. Here come the judge, and he played a judge, in part of it. He was also the devil made me do it. Geraldine, Geraldine. He dressed up like a girl who was a character Geraldine, and was very famous for being the Geraldine character. He passed away uh, in 1998, but today's his birthday. To uh, our manager in Nashua, Freddie models his life after Flip Wilson. Really? He does. Okay. David Carradine, Kung Fu, Kill That's Bill. Right. He died of... Do you know who was slated to play the character in Kung Fu that was not David Carradine? In the TV show? In the TV show. Hmm. was supposed to be somebody the, else? The idea was created by Bruce Lee. He wrote the, uh, the script for the first, the pilot episode, pitched it. They took it. And they put David Carradine in because they didn't want a Chinese guy to play the lead character in a uh, a '60s TV show. Wow. But were they going to use? They were going to use Bruce Lee, but he died. No, they were never going to use Bruce Lee. They stole the idea from him, and they put David Carradine in his place. Really, unbelievable! I don't know that. Okay, but David Carradine died from asphyxiation during a sexual encounter, right? 
Interesting. You didn't, didn't know that? Didn't oh. know that either. All right. I, I'm full of information. Outstanding. Wow. This guy, he actually Ring the gets, bell. He gets better every time. <laughs> Here we go. Kim Basinger. Do you know who she is? She was, uh, was Catwoman? No. No, she was, no, she was the reporter. She was the girlfriend. The she reporter, was the girlfriend right? in Batman. Yeah. Um, Vicky Vale. The one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah by uh, Tim Burton. The yeah. first good yep. Batman. <clears throat> yep. Uh, today's her birthday. And the late, great Sam Kinison. Yeah. Comedian, he, wild hair. Yes, he was great. Saw him in Las Vegas. Did you really? On New Year's Eve. And he was very, very late. Hours late. And he come out on the stage. He was wasted. Oh, my God. I mean, wasted. Leaning over. Fell on, falling over. They had to bring a chair out to him. He, said, he got on the microphone. He goes, if you think I'm going to pass out and you're going to get your money, money back, forget about it. We're going to make this happen. And he, and he sloshed through it. It was terrible. Terrible. He was all, he was friggin' gonzo. He ended up dying of a, in a car accident, supposedly not wasted. Just oh, got really? in a car accident, coincidentally, in Las Vegas. I'm going to take a hit of my, my cigar now. Why don't you do that? Sam Kennison. Sure, that's it. Careful, it's hot. Hot. Hey, by the way. By the way. Yesterday, you weren't here. Yesterday. yesterday not after three, I was Right, you left. I left. And I did the number one thing you're not supposed to do. What's the number one thing you're not supposed to do? I put the lid end in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon. No. Yes, I did. We're, we're in the back getting ready to go. And, you know, we get those pretzels in the back. Yeah. I had a pretzel in my hand oh, no. like a cigar. And I picked up the cigar like a pretzel. And I put it in my mouth lit. Oh, please tell me one of the guys saw it. They we were all standing there, and I went. I stuck my tongue out after all the charcoal in my mouth. Look, check this out. And they laughed. Oh. So I did it. Had it gone out, or it was, was it still live? Like it, it was a little live. It wasn't Ooh. scorching, burning hot and stuff, but I put Keep the lid the end in my lid end out of your mouth. That's why he says You've it every week. Nothing else <laughs> over the past two I hours. I did it. I actually did it. Please it's not keep the, first the lid time. end out of your mouth, and it won't be the last. I got it. You know what? You can't have a pretzel like the long pretzels that like yeah, cigars. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to do two things at once. You shouldn't shouldn't try to do that. Is what it comes down to. <laughs> Are those pretzels the most addicting food product on the planet, though? Well, I think those um, crack into twink, a... those Twinkie things weren't, weren't well, bad. Well, those went pretty fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they certainly did. So, uh, Cigar Hall of Fame. I trademarked um, the uh, Cigar Brand Hall of Fame. The uh, I got the website and the whole bit years ago, always thinking someday I'm going to put together the Cigar Brand Hall of Fame. Not the people, but the brands themselves, and try to come up with And this has been the problem why this thing hasn't taken off already, <clears throat> is because... I have a hard time deciding what brands would become Hall of Fame brands that belong in the Hall of Fame, the brand itself of cigars. Do you have any ideas or any thoughts at all of a cigar brand that would be in the Hall of Fame and why? And I'll give you some ideas to get you started. How about um, Partagas 150? I mean, one of the more famous, highly sought after. Are there criteria for this? Yeah. Well, there, we, I'm, I'm be, there is no criteria yet. We have to create the criteria. And you just don't want it to be a good cigar. You would want it would, it would need to have a reason to be in the Hall of Fame for what reason. Well, and it, it, everybody it, knows that. That's, that's actually a good, good thought because that was the cigar that broke the price barrier. Um, mm. 
it actually took cigars to a different level. It did something good for all cigars. So Partagas 150 is actually a good one. Uh, not where I was thinking. Where I was thinking was, for instance, Pull Aranaga. Do you even know what the brand is? No. no. Okay, Pull Aranaga. That would Aranaga. make me think maybe it doesn't belong there. Well, it, was no. the, it, it, it still exists. Um, it is a Cuban cigar brand. Um, there's the Dominican version of it also, neither of which we carry. But uh, Pull Aranaga was, was uh, introduced in 1834 as the first commercialized cigar brand. Um, That's pretty cool. Um, you said 1884? 1834. 1834. In okay. Cuba. For the first commercialized brand in Cuba. Uh, Punch came in a close second. H. Upman came in a close third as far as being introduced in Cuba as a commercialized brand. Does that mean anything? Another one that came to mind was Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo came to being because of the, the guys that the readers, they're, they're known as electors, the guys that sit there, when the guys are rolling cigars, they stand, they sit there and they read to the people rolling cigars before there was music playing and things like that. They would read a book, and one of the books would be the Count of Monte Cristo, and they would read it often. And um, because of that, they created the brand Monte Cristo Cigars based on the, on the book. So it has, you know, to the factory workers and stuff, it, it came to being because of that. Um, another one you mentioned... Um, we mentioned during the show, and we'll go back to 1823, which is before the Poor Laranaga came out, was Lord Byron. Byron cigars that now is all the rage around here anyway. Um, that was the first cigar. Cigars came naked before, meaning no bands or anything on them. And, and Lord Byron was the first one to actually introduce a commercialized band on it, explaining what the brand name of the band was, as opposed to just on the bundle of what it, of what it was, so that's another one. Do, do, yeah. they, is that what belongs in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. You know, when you look at Music Hall of Fame, is it somebody that changed right. music? Right. You know, these people changed right. cigars for what they are. Do we look at something a first brand like Marsh Wheeling? Marsh Wheeling. Do you even know what that is? No. That still exists. Also, that is the first cigar in the United States, 1840. Hmm. It still exists to this day, made in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, and it created the reason for the um, Marsh Wheelings was the um, the way they would bring the cigars in on the stagecoach things that they were on there. They call those people. Uh, con- I got to find my wording here. Uh, con- C-O-N-E-S-T-O-G-A, Conestoga Wagons. Conestoga Wagons. Conestoga Wagons. And the cigars on the Conestoga Wagons got referred to as stogies. Ah. And that's where the word stogie comes it's from. It's got to go in the hall. <clears throat> so does it, does it belong in the Hall of Fame because of that? Well, think about, you mentioned music. Think about sports as well. I mean, you're putting people in this example into the hall that have achieved significant Results or importance, right? They they set milestones, like you said. They they changed the game. They changed the industry. Right, right, right. They broke records. <clears throat> like in football, I feel like the Statue of Liberty belongs in the Play Hall of Fame because it was a statue that actually existed. In the that play, what do you? They created about? a play based on. There's a play called the Statue of oh. Liberty, where the quarterback goes like this. And then the guy runs around and takes the ball out of his hand. Oh, see, I need to know this to be the, the, the guest. You can use that when you're guest hosting. I, I certainly will because that, now I'll know one thing. So Unless you're I'm, tricking me now. I'm and putting really together. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting together a play Hall of Fame. 
The first one is the Statue of Liberty play. I think everything you mentioned so far deserved to go in. And how do we start it? How many brands do, you know, how does the sporting ones work? Well, they have voting. There's a voting system. So maybe you have votes. Okay, so we get people to do votes and we start it. And, and oh, then you bring people involved. I don't know about that. You need to have educated people. Well, it depends people on the sport. Because, like, there's, there's one, you know, like baseball, for example, I believe, has baseball writers get a certain amount of votes, players get a certain amount of votes. There's like a, you know, it's, it's kind of like the scar of the year. You know, I mean, you have multiple yeah, factors yeah. that go in. Now, well, you, we, could, you could be the authority and make the ultimate decision. Now, what about could, a brand? Is that how that works, too? These people get votes and they go to somebody and he makes the ultimate decision? No, no. It's based on the majority. Okay. It's like a democracy. But I'm saying you, this is your thing. Who's to say you couldn't be the... Uh, well, I, I, if, I, if you know, when I, I, I think the, the, the listeners will hear the, this as, as this is building. I mean, I, yeah. it's not something we can do in one show no, or anything. No. Or, Certainly not one segment or anything, but I think we need to get something down so we can create this thing and maybe bring in the listeners, uh, people watching and things like that into this. And, you know, they can certainly go online and chat on it. They can go uh, onto our website um, and leave a message and say, um, you know, what their thoughts are to do it. And let's, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Let's get some input from other people. About, and let's, uh, and let's put it together for 2013. Let's, let's create the... Uh, Cigar Brand Hall of Fame, and um, start inductees into it, and have a ceremony, and uh, you know, get this going, right? Why not? You could make an argument for any one of the twenty-three Cuban brands that also have American counterparts to be nominated for cigar. The uh, because they're Cuban? No, because well, for how long they've been around, and the fact that Cuban cigar, the the brands from Cuba were highly sought after in their time, and they still are sought after, and that is continually affecting, maybe not always would positive. Somebody make the hall, would somebody make the Sporting Hall of Fame because they were very popular? Not necessarily. No, it doesn't matter how, how people love the No, well, you'd be popular in sports if you were good. You couldn't be popular yeah, if you were terrible. You could. Is there any bad sports players that are popular that people love them? Because of course. Of course there are. Who? That are unpopular? No, that are popular... But, but they're not good players. Are bad players. But people love them anyway. But they stink? Yeah. Look, the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves the bell. They're very popular. Okay, they stink. But the Red Sox are not a player. You cannot be a popular pick player <laughs> and stink. Like, for example, yeah, pick anyone you, could on say, you could say in the case of Doug Flutie, who was a quarterback who was on the small side, a lot of heart, could throw, very accurate. Tim Tebow. And... Tim Tebow, right? Is in that category. Very popular. He's he any coach, player, and trust me, there's, there's all these inside reports. Tim Tebow won a lot of football games. By luck. I mean, listen. Luck? luck. That many football there games? There are players on his team right now that have come out, not on the record, but have come out and said, this guy is terrible. Terrible. Can't believe he's even on the team. But he's very popular to the fans. Stinks. And he's immensely popular. And let's take that to the cigars. We know that the two most popular cigars in the United States are... Lousy cigars. They certainly are lousy cigars, but then, then it comes into taste. There's certain people that like those cigars. They buy them. They buy them for one reason or another, whatever yeah. it is. But do either of those brands belong in the Cigar Brand Hall of Fame because they sell a lot? You need they, more than that. This is why we need they, criteria. That's what you I mean. You need to be able yeah. to eliminate ones that don't deserve to be there. So it's more 
more than elimination of things. Because we, we criteria yeah. to get them in. We do things. To be able to get them and they can't on, be one-hit wonders, right? I mean, they have to have a certain length of tenure. Which would go to when something moves in high volume. When, when it moves in high volume, then it's got the stats behind it. Well, so, that's, so how about some boutique cool cigar that, that's very popular that doesn't that doesn't sell all that much but you know you take something like Opus X it's not breaking any uh, records of amount of Opus sales. X did something though yeah it and, was and, the and first Dominican and, rapper and probably deserving into the cigar brand Hall of Fame right hmm. premium cigar brand Hall of Fame it doesn't matter because you no know, then you got Marsh Wheeling which is then do you bring something in like Phillies and El Productos Again, you know, if part of the criteria is units sold and, and, and popularity, not for, that, not for that reason only. But you, no, but that that would be a but it category would have to you'd be. wait. I mean, my grandfather smoked El Productos all growing up. It's the it, every once in a while I'll get a cigar or someone will be smoking a cigar that has a certain smell to it, and it reminds me of it, and and I think very fondly of it. Although I don't care to smoke El Productos myself. You've got something here. This is the infancy of it, but sharing it with our audience, letting them in on it. What do they go on to? Our website? And, yeah, and go on to the website, Mr. J at CigarAuthority.com or Dave at CigarAuthority.com. Info at CigarAuthority.com. And, uh, is there a contact us section on the website? As there well? is, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And give, give us your opinion on where we should go with this. And this is going to evolve over the whole year or something, and hopefully by the end of 2013, we can have uh, our first inductees into the Cigar Brand Hall of Fame and see where we go with it. So just sharing of, of uh, what, what I'm thinking of doing and uh, want you part of it. So how many, would you, how many cigars well, would you put in at once? I would say you start off with maybe a dozen to start the thing off with, and maybe every year you include six new ones in. Or I don't, I don't know how yeah. the, you know, how does the music hall of fame work? How does the sports hall of fame work? It's limited. So many every year, right? Yeah. And it, it, how did it originally start out? This is the history we've got to look of yeah. how a hall of fame begins. Yep. And every year, uh, like Cigar of the Year or something, becomes it has nothing to do. You know, everybody likes to throw great cigars in as, as the Cigar of the Year that came out years ago. Well, here's the opportunity to the Hall of Fame. Where's the museum going to be? Yeah, where do we put the museum? We need a museum. We do it right here. Okay, there's plenty of room here in Nashville. Why was he pointing at his pants? That's the only question <laughs> oh, I have. Because he meant it. I'm very confused by that. So we're smoking the 12 cigars of Christmas. I'm smoking a Zing. Uh, it has a little, little surprise for me at the end, which I take the band off, and it's got just like a fortune cookie. It's got a little story to it, a little something, and we'll read that out as... as uh, Mud on the Wall by Hu Flung Dung. Like that? Yeah. Nice. I, I don't know exactly what it is. You're smoking the Dos Ombre Honduran, and Chuck is smoking a Perdomo Lot 23. Phenomenal. As we're uh, getting into uh, the different cigars and decide what it's going to be in for the Hall of Fame, for the Cigar I'll tell you this. Hall of Fame. This is a $3 cigar, man, and it burns as well as the $8 cigar I just smoked. Similar wrapper uh, color. I mean, we're talking, I basically... Best if you were to, if you were to take the, the bands off of both cigars and hold them side by side, you'd be hard-pressed to tell mm. the difference. But I'll tell you, this thing is holding up, man. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to show you a humidor. And a lot of guys out there uh, that don't have humidors, uh, wives, if you're listening, uh, friends of cigar smokers, if you're listening, and uh, the guy doesn't have a humidor. He has his box of cigars he buys every week or every month or whatever he does. Yeah, my, my husband smokes... 
One box of cigars every three months. He doesn't need a humidor. True or false? False. He needs a humidor more than me. I smoke five cigars a day. I do not need a humidor. If I bought a box of cigars, it wouldn't last me a week. They would have a hard-pressed time to go bad on me. Right. Somebody that smokes very little cigars absolutely needs a humidor. Uh, equate it as um, you, bought a, you buy a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. You don't have a refrigerator. You shouldn't be buying milk by the gallon. Maybe you should buy a little cup of milk every time you want a cup of milk. But you, you buy boxes of cigars uh, to save money on because usually it's a better deal that way anyway. You buy it so that you have cigars available at any time uh, with you, and it doesn't matter if the store is closed or not. You have a selection of them. They stay forever. The longer, the better. I mean, there's exceptions to that, but for the most part, uh, let's uh, generalization is cigars last pretty much forever. My husband says he's fine. He stores his cigars in a Ziploc bag on top of the fridge. That's fine, right? Nope. That's bad. We need humidity. We need humidity in it. We need it to breathe a little bit, and you need a humidor. And that's not a wooden box that the cigars come in. A, a humidor is, and, and I have a Diamond Crown humidor here. Uh, we have a little video, uh, and this would be a good time, actually, to be watching the show. Usually, um, there's no reason to watch the show. Just listen. <laughs> so you can watch Dave <laughs> chow down on three Twinkies right. at the same time. Um, with the straw. But Diamond Crown makes a nice humidor. And what we have in a humidor is a box within a box, really. The outside of the box really doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's the beauty of what it is. And it's beautiful wood. I don't know my woods, but this is beautiful wood. you got piano hinge on here. Freddie apparently knows his wood. Maybe we can ask him. Really? And inside, we actually even have a grate at the bottom of this. What's the deal with the grate? So the humidity can go underneath the cigars, too, ah. because the ones that don't. So they, they went all the way here, and they put a little grate at the bottom so that uh, the humidity can go all around the cigar, which is what you want it to do. You want it to be even. The ones at the very bottom that are crunched down at the bottom and stuff don't get humidity on the very bottom. Well, they do in a Diamond Crown humidor. Uh, and what you have here is a humidifier which is not a humidor, but a humidifier is what the humidity comes out of. And this one happens to be adjustable where you can control by sliding the silver right. thing up and down. Uh, you can control how much humidity goes in or goes out. And what you do over time is you learn your humidor, right. how much, you know, every humidor is going to be different. They're all handmade. So let's say the seam uh, lets the moisture out at 10% per week. And you, that means you need to make your adjustment on your uh, humidifier. Yeah, to let a little, let a little bit more in, so that the humidity stays the same constantly, and it's releasing humidity at the same rate your humidor is letting it out. Some of the humidifiers you see on the market is the green florist foam. Those, that's the old-fashioned way of doing it. Yeah. When you when you buy your wife flowers. It comes with that they green foam the, the that flower they flower in it. It holds a lot of moisture. That's the idea of what it is. What you should use when you use that stuff is the provolene glycol solution, the humi fuel, or whatever they call it in the cigar store that you buy your stuff on. You should use that because what you want to happen there is you don't want it to mold. You don't want your cigars to overhumidify. That stuff actually regulates and shuts itself on or off. The unit we have here, which is the Diamond Crown Humi system, is a little different. And each one of these things have a little different. But, but this thing opens up, and you actually fill it with water. It has a big reservoir, and it pulls it as needed through the humidification unit that's there. This is a white type of cloth. I don't know exactly what it is. It's, it's made up of it. But it's, it almost actually, like a, it's almost a Gore-Tex type of thing that only allows moisture to go one way yeah, yeah. through it. So it doesn't let the water drip out. 
but it does let moisture wick out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, like a giant wick. It is. Is what it is. Now, one cool thing about the Diamond Crown humidor that, I, that I've always enjoyed is there is a metal plate inside the lid for two reasons. Behind the wood. Correct. Behind one of the layers of wood so you don't see it. Nice. So one of the, the benefits of this is that your humidification system with the magnets on the back just sticks to it. You can move it around, slide it around. But the other thing is when you close it, the lid itself weighs almost as much as the bottom of cool. the humidor. Nice tight seal. So it right. gives you a tight seal every single time. Absolutely. They, they make a great unit here. Um, and the hygrometer, which is the – you have the humidor, you have the humidifier, and you have the hygrometer. The hygrometer is what tells you what the humidity is. Some of them are going to have just an analog, just a dial that turns. That's an analog hygrometer, very inaccurate instrument. Uh, and there's ways to end up tweaking that, make it work to it. But the best investment is to toss that out if you have one and invest yourself 20 bucks or so into a digital hygrometer, which is going to show you the humidity level where you need to be. Where do you need to be? The famous thing is you need to be 70-70, which means 70% humidity inside that box and 70 degrees. Keep in mind that humidity is relative to temperature. You can't have your house in the summertime be 90 degrees and expect to have 70% humidity. You're going to overhumidify your box. You're going to overhumidify the cigars that are inside of it, and uh, you're going to ruin the cigars. And in that case, your your humidor acts as a barrier, an Mm -hmm. air barrier, to keep that overhumidified air out. When When you're dealing with conditions like that, you want to keep it closed. Don't open it because you're going to let that 90% humidity air in, and the 90-degree air in, you want to keep it out. Right. Now, um, I would say the biggest problem is, especially in the northeast up here, is keeping the humidity in. Uh, As we have forced hot air in our houses and the wintertime is here, a lot of people have problems keeping uh, humidity in. Uh, The temperature of the house is you want to keep it up to 70 degrees because you want to keep the cigars fresh and your house warm. By doing that, you're drying the conditions around your humidor. So the humidity is trying to pump in. The outside of it is trying to say, no, no, um, we're trying to make it dry out here. So you need a good box within a box, which is what you have with a diamond crown, a box within a box. The single box type things, what ends up happening is they end up warping. The lids end up not going on straight. They warp because of the high humidity inside, low humidity outside, and uh, all of a sudden the the tops are going to warp. So you get some sort of humidor with a box within a box. I happen to be showing Diamond Crown because we we like that version anyway, but that's that's a reason why you would get something that has a box within the box of it. Uh, This happens to have a lock and key on it. Good to keep your friends out. Uh, of, why why do you point at me when yeah, you... I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's right at Mr. Jonathan. Yeah. And th- this box, this humidor goes for $250. Now, is there humidors that are $100? Yes. Uh, we have them here, uh, and we sell an awful lot of them. Um, well, you know, we what... sell an awful lot to the same person, though. Right, <laughs> yeah. because they have to buy them over and over. You, you start getting a good humidor from Diamond Crown up into Davidoff in the, in the high-end humidors. These are things that will be for generation to generation. They'll last forever, yeah. many, many lifetimes, not one lifetime. Um, and, it, you know, when we say a $10 cigar and a $20 cigar, is the $20 cigar twice as good as the $10 cigar? Usually not. It's a small percentage better than it is. Well, is a $200 humidor twice as good as a $100 Absolutely. humidor? Absolutely. Absolutely is. It's actually more than that. 
Yeah, it's that, More than that, twice that much of a difference. So it is worth it to invest. Listen, a box of cigars, a good box of cigars is going to run you $250. It's worth it one time yeah. in your life to go for $250. Yeah, it's not like you have to spend it all the time. You buy it once and, and you're done. And that's it. There, Guaranteed for life. There's one humidification system better than the one that we showed here, uh, and it is in the new Davidoff humidors. Yeah. It's a two-way system. Right. So let's say you're in the shower. I don't know who would have their humidor in the shower, but let's say you did have the humidor in your shower, and it's 99% humid in there with the steam, and you open up the humidor, you take your cigar out, and you can get it lit. When you close that 90% humidity in the box, where's it go? It goes in the cigars, or it goes in the box. The Davidoff humidification system will absorb 20% of that humidity out. And wow. bring it back to 70 where it belongs. Yeah. And then it works the other way. If you were to open it outside where it's 10% humidity and you close that 10% air in, it adds humidity in. So you end up being at 70% all the time. It's, an, it's called an active humidification system. Very it's interesting how ways. they're able to pull both it off. Ways. That's pretty and awesome. it is Zeno Davidoff who invented the tabletop humidor. So there's, oh, really? there's a guy that belongs in the Hall of Fame yeah. Uh, yeah. for what he contributed to, never mind his great cigars and all that stuff, but certainly any tabletop humidor comes out is a copy of the original Davidoff humidor. And, you know, over the years, people have uh, come out with uh, crappy models and good models. And Davidoff. Everything. Davidoff could be a cigar. That's what he just said. That yeah. could be in, not for Zeno oh, Davidoff, oh. but... The brand? Yeah, the brand, because Zeno Davidoff basically gave... Uh, Cuba, the finger, took all the cigars, set them all on fire out in his parking lot, and said, you know what? Cuba's never going to make my cigars again because they weren't producing wow. at the right level, and it, they, they were poor quality. So there's a cigar that made a statement and said, you know what? Manufacturing is important. All right. We're out of time. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, uh, more great tunes. We're going to talk about Christmas songs. Terrific. There's great Christmas songs. Ah, humbug! Oh, forget it. Not just Christmas. Although I've got songs. a great Hanukkah song I want to show. Oh, you guys. really? We got Christmas songs coming up and more cigars when we get back. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are... Oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Kellner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, 
draw in price. Maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium Cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium Cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium Cigars. Mm -hmm. 
Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, baby. And you think this is the best, huh? The best one. We're back with the Cigar Authority, and uh, we're smoking the 12 cigars of Christmas. How dare you talk over the king? The king died of a drug overdose on the party. On the party. How embarrassing. You're you're embarrassing. That would would stink. It was embarrassing. That's not the way he wanted to go out. No, but that's the not. way he did. Probably not. Uh, so we're smoking the 12 cigars of Christmas. It's a little pack of uh, different cigars. And that's what uh, you're buying your man cigars for uh, the holidays. You want to get them a sampler pack, different cigars, uh, or maybe a nice humidor. Get them a nice humidor. Don't buy them the cheapest humidor. Buy them something nice that will be there for years and years. Or else you're coming back next year or a couple of years later and you're going to buy another one. Or he's going to come in and say, yeah, I got this crappy humidor for Christmas one year. I want to buy a good one finally. So, you know, treat him like you would treat yourself, you know, and, and buy something nice for the guy or else he's coming after Christmas. You know, we sell lots of high-end um, cigars, accessories right after Christmas. Really? I mean, right after, the week after Christmas. And I'm like, wow, what the heck happened? What happened was they didn't get what he they didn't want. get what he wanted. So he went out and finally got it himself, you know, and that, that's Isn't get him that what he wants. The way? It's, it's too bad. So, uh, anyway, um, listening to great tunes, smoking great cigars, who's better than us? Uh, live life to the fullest is important. Uh, to be a gentleman while you're doing these things. And uh, Chuck is here with more of the gentleman's way. Who better than Chuck? Who better? Better, better than us to do this, right? Uh, Chuck is going to tell us how to do things the gentleman's way. Brought to you by Debonair Cigars. Here's Chuck. Thank you, Mr. Garofalo, Mr. Jonathan. This is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair cannot be subtracted from one's life. You know, gentlemen, last week we were talking about deodorant and cologne, and I wanted to kind of follow up on that and today talk about hygiene and attire, okay? Sure. Good hygiene is a must, an absolute must. Let's get into it, because... I see it a lot every day, and we need More to like help you our smell listeners. smell it a lot. Exactly. Don't just use a bar of soap, all right? Please scrub yourself. Make Please. sure you don't have wax in the ears and that your privates and facial hair are clean and at least trimmed nicely. Hang what on a, a second. Do you have x-ray vision? <laughs> <laughs> when applying deodorant or cologne, there's a limit. Do not over-apply. Yeah. Okay. Hair gel, same concept. There's a, there's a, there's a. a yeah, lay off the hair gel, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Seriously. There's <laughs> a, there's a, um, a bill being proposed for the second time in the state of New Hampshire that all state employees must refrain from wearing cologne 
because there's one or two people in each building that bathe in their cologne or perfume. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo That's anything. So, gentleman's so instead yeah. of instead of and this is, speaks to being a gentleman, instead of making a law that's going to affect every single person, why not just go up to the one guy and say, "Hey, maybe no one showed you how to put cologne on. A little dab will do you, buddy." There we go. You go right up face to face. I love it. Like a man, like a gentleman. Okay. Sorry Basi- to interrupt. It's, a, it's excellent, uh, it's excellent uh, addition to the conversation, my good friend. Basic hygiene is important, but a gentleman should go a step further. Carry a, and Dave, I think you mentioned this last week. Carry a pocket comb and keep your hair neat. All right? If you have a more tussled style, keep it out of your eyes, but never groom yourself in public. This is so key. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Do not groom yourself in public. All right? Let's talk a little bit about attire here. Dress code. Pay attention to how you look. Okay? We broadcast here in New Hampshire. I'm speaking to my New Hampshire brethren. Pay attention to how you look. Wear clothes that fit your body well. Eliminate the flashy clothing. Hang on a second. How do you feel about showing off your underwears? Like you lower your, lower your pants no. down so you can see. It's not the gentleman's way. It's not the gentleman's way at all. I've always Be felt. Be debonair. If I know. Be debonair. Dapper know, and debonair. If I know the color of your underwear, I know a little too much, too much about you. Yeah, more information than I care to know. A simple. Here's why. A simple wardrobe will keep the emphasis on you and not on your clothes, which will change your outlook. Another thing, get regular haircuts, right? I I have a problem with that. (laughs) Serious problem. Uh, What else do we see here in New Hampshire? But you keep your head shiny and Uh, clean and nice. He's a gentleman. Can you get, get, um, what do you call it, dandruff? No. Impossible, okay. Uh, A true gentleman always leaves the bottom button of his vest undone. Correct. Also, when wearing a suit jacket. Always the bottom button. Always the bottom, right? Doesn't matter if you have two buttons or three buttons. You always leave the lower one You see undone. the guys out there with them all buttoned. You just want to go up and yeah. be this a gentleman. how to do it. Be, be a gentleman be a and gentleman. Un- un- unbuckle that button. For you think sakes. by doing them all up, you're doing the right thing because all the buttons are there for a reason. They're there, so you leave one undone. Belt with suspenders. Oh, Unacceptable. Wrong. wrong. Unacceptable. No. One or the other. If you can really? have the suspenders, Correct. there's no need for the belt. With, All right. with well, pick one. There is one exception. There are some people that prefer to have uh, like uh, accessories on their belt. You know, they've got their gun holster or yeah. whatever. Yep. You know, those law enforcement they can get away with it. But unless you're in law enforcement, behavior: never remove your coat or necktie when in company. By keeping your clothes on, you show that you consider the other guest important enough for you to remain fashionably tip-top. Absolutely. Right? It, this, this all seems so natural, and of course this is what you would do, but maybe we're starting to lose it nowadays, and we have to get back to, back to the simple things and back to reality, and, and this is what this segment is all about. Back Footwear. Footwear. Sandals and socks. Never. Never mix the two. You know what? Sandals in public. If, you, if you're at the <laughs> beach, there's Mandals. one thing. The beach, sure. But short of the beach, I don't want to see your hairy feet. <laughs> It's gross. It bothers me. There's a faux pas right there, man. Ugh. I hate it. Let's talk about jeans. All right. Gentlemen, can you wear jeans? Of course you can. But here's the rule. Never wear the same pair of jeans two days in a row. <clears throat> Mr. Jonathan, we can tell. What the? Why are you going to call me out like that? <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> Looking good doesn't mean you can't keep wearing jeans, T-shirt, and sneakers. It just means that they should all be clean, unwrinkled, look good on you, and not be offensive. However, at the end of the day, it's the guy inside the clothes that counts. It's good to wear a belt with your Are jeans. Are we talking about it little Mr. Wonders. Jonathan? Or <laughs> everybody, can hear, everybody can hear what we're saying and everybody can improve. 
Thank be you. a better gentleman. Thank you. It's Everybody. the debonair way. It is. It's the debonair way. Let's talk about cleaning our clothes. A true gentleman usually takes his shirts and pants to the laundry, but, but, or to the cleaners. He knows how to use an iron and spray, stra- spay, spray uh, stretch. I can talk here. I promise. Starch. Starch. Spray starch. Thank you. You never know when you're going to need to break out those dress clothes in the last minute. A true gentleman is always well prepared. I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've had to bust out the iron and take care of business when uh, I just had, didn't have time to get the, the shirt laundered. I was in Miami this past weekend. It was raining. A true gentleman is always prepared. Have an umbrella with you, all right? It's, now, here's where we get deep. Here's where we really take being a man and going into a gentleman. It's very gallant to offer your umbrella to a lady. On a chilly evening or in the air, if the air conditioning is high, your wife or date might appreciate the loan of your suit jacket or your umbrella, and others will take diligent note, note, notefulness and be <laughs> impressed by yes, your they behaviors. Should be. They should be because there's a lost art right there. I don't say you throw it on the ground for the step over. I never understood that. The yeah, mud puddle? No. I no. Say, no, no to that. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, you, you like it's chilly. cold, yeah. take your jacket off, warm her up. If it's Absolutely. raining, share the umbrella. If you're in a crowd, you're on a sidewalk, and it's pouring out, and there's a woman next to you that's unprotected, share the umbrella. Right. Share your protection is share. where you're going with that. Where you go? So, uh, <laughs> Gadgets and apparel. Real fast. We'll wrap All this right. up. Put down the knife. All right, gentlemen. Put down the knife. Unless you're expecting attack, an attack from a pack of mandarin wild animals, put down your knife after cutting your food or before eating it or... For whatever purpose, earlier today in the show, uh, Mr. Garofalo here asked Mr. Jonathan for his knife. He was a little slow, but had he provided the knife, he would have put it away immediately and not shown it off and played with it. There's a rule to this. It's all about being a gentleman, right? That's it. Right? Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of gadgets and apparel, apparel, do not flaunt your riches. Nobody likes a bragger. Keep your assets vague if you have to discuss financial matters. You can wear expensive things without blowing your own trumpet. Never let others see you looking at your watch. When you're amid company, ask for the time or look at your watch or phone if you're ready to leave right that instant. When others take notice at, at, at glancing at you, it can be interpreted as boredom, but also just rude, right? So it's a couple things here we're talking about. We're talking about number one, not you know if you're bored, you're looking at your watch, you're trying to make clues, there's a proper way to do it. Okay, number two is you're not flaunting everything you have, which leads into technology, right? Yes, you might have the new iPad. Congratulations. You don't need to flaunt it in front of everybody. All right, I have a question. Sometimes when I'm at a party, uh, the one way I like to party is I'll kind of hang in the back corner by myself uh, and send text messages to my friends about how lame the party is. (laughs) That is not the gentleman way I'll tell you I find when I lean, when I text, the text comes out in italics just, just as a little... Side note for you, but uh, so that would that would not be the gentleman's way to do that it. That is not the gentleman's oh, way. I would want to interact with everyone and just flat out say, "Hey, listen, this party's lame." Yeah, is that how you do it? How do you let them know it's lame? You got to be tactful. You got to be tactful. Talk yeah. about a party you went to. Before no, you quote you you get up on the dance floor and you uh, start dancing and you make it not lame. It's That's called doing the Roy Kirby. And uh, go. I will. Uh, I will take. That's it. I will take uh, but it's my time, lead from it, I think it's time for everybody to step up and be more gentlemen. This country is losing it, and um, debonair might be the answer. Debonair, baby. Last but not least, no. All right, listen. She doesn't look fat in that dress. All right. Yes, even if she does, <laughs> she does not look fat in that dress. Right. Okay. We got it. I got it. I understand that a hundred percent. How about you? 
I did get asked by a girlfriend in high school if a certain pair of jeans uh, made her look fat, and I was so sick of being asked the question, I said, eh, you can stand to lose a few pounds. Yeah, and, uh, that was not the you, gentleman's way. It's, nor- not, it's not the way at all. No, it is was, not. She was not happy. It and was I got, over. I got punched. So let's learn. Let's learn from these things. The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair, are you debonair enough? I'm going to go with yes. No, you're from not. From now on. I'm debonair enough. Well, you're going to step it up. We're going to all <laughs> going to step it up, and we're going to make 2013 the time to bring gentlemen's back. All right. You're going to stop wearing suspenders and belts. I'm going I to don't. stop leaning when I text. And no more socks and sandals for And me. no socks and sandals for Chuck. And we're, we've no all sandals at all. Don't even bring the sandals at all. <laughs> um, so uh, we're smoking the 12 cigars of Christmas. I'm smoking my Zing cigar. Zing is a, uh, a cigar that um, you take the band off after. And it has a little uh, message for you inside. So I'm going to hold that message to me because it's very special to me. Oh, because the message was a little inappropriate and you're trying to be a gentleman? I don't know if I can say the message over the air because we're on radio. Is this l- like let's what? quickly go over. Uh, we're running out of time. So let's quickly go over some uh, the top ten best holiday theme songs, holiday Christmas songs, the best ones that are out there. You think all holiday songs stink? It's not true. It's not true. There's some great holiday songs. All How right. about uh, Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree? Awesome. How about Bob great Rivers? Because someone who was not a gentleman switched the signs on the bathroom door. There we go. But how about real songs, the ones we really know? Uh, we mentioned some of the great singers out there, like the Beach Boys and stuff. Little St. Nick. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a great, great Christmas song. How about the Bare Naked Ladies? I guess that would be a Jewish song. Yeah, that is not a Christmas that's song. That's not really Christmas. So are they Jewish, the Bare Naked Ladies? They actually, that album, this is my favorite one by them. Yeah. Uh, they came out with a half Christmas, half Jewish album. So every other song was Christmas, and every other song was Jewish. And uh, phenomenal cover. It is. And how, how about, um, who was the, the actor that did the, the Jewish song? Sarah McLaughlin. Nice. Singing with him. Unbelievable. You don't know. Yeah. I, I look at uh, some great songs. We mentioned Chuck Berry earlier, Run, Rudolph, Run. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, Great Chuck Berry song. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Too weak. I want poppy tapping and stuff. No. It gets it gets good. There oh, this go. is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Beef. That's what's for dinner. <laughs> Isn't that the song? You always take it to food. <laughs> You know that song? Yeah, that was great. Beef, that's what's Beef. for dinner. That's what's Grandma for got run over by a reindeer. Here we go. 1979. Elmo and Patsy did that. Do you know um, Dominic the Donkey? Yes, yep. I do know that song. Actually, the Italian like that Christmas one. Donkey? That's Lou Monty from 1960. Now, what about when Dean Martin was demonstrating how to be debonair? Oh, yeah. Uh, and this also great. score with a chick. At the same time. This is Dean Martin trying to get a lady to do what you don't want to do. And, and she argues to him through the whole song. Awesome song. It's and cold out here. Come sit next to me. Oh, it's cold. I want to go home. No, come over here. <laughs> he doesn't let go all the way through the song. warm. That would be called sexual harassment nowadays. But back then it was Three cute. minutes. 
Uh, John Lennon. So this is Christmas? Eh. No? Eh. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Someday at Christmas. No. 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 Not feeling it. Uh, really? Jeez. If I heard it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just sang it for you just the way it exactly, exactly the way it's sung on the, on the song. <laughs> it was exact. What do we got here? This one I can't fast forward because it's actually on iTunes. Was the night this is the best Christmas song ever. Yeah? The best rendition of Silent Night ever right here. Yeah? This is The Temptations. Oh, this is great. It's very soulful. Yeah, very soulful. Oh, this is great. It's not even the words to Silent Night. It gets into it. This is the greatest. They changed the whole song. I'm not just saying that I dislike it. And during the break, you heard Booker T and the MDs doing Jingle Bell. That was the uh, song we had going on there. So greatest, greatest song ever, Christmas song. You're listening to it right now. Let's take it out on break. Let's go all the way out with this. Are we at the end of the show right yeah. now? Yeah. Almost. We get... <laughs> well, we could talk over it. I guess that's fine. It's fine. You want to do movies? Well. You want to save that for next week? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to have to go to uh, next week. Uh, is going to be a great week, actually, on the show. Um, we're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, with Susanna. Oh, Susanna from Padilla Cigars and John Gazzaro from Studio Tobacco and Oliva Cigars. Both will be live with us in studio. So uh, we're going to smoke some Padillas. We're going to smoke whatever John Gazzaro usually has a special cigar for us. Uh, Sounds like Aaron Neville to me. Oh, this is the Temptations. They got all yeah, the different yeah. guys' voices. Sure, Aaron in. Neville wasn't in the Temptations never, at one point. Never, wasn't even this close. This is pretty badass. Aaron, Aaron Neville was in prison when this was going on. <laughs> did you know Aaron Neville did some serious time? I no. Didn't, I did not know that. You don't know what's going on. You call yourself a disc jockey. And you don't How know. is knowing the history of each artist... Help being a disc jockey. How come I know this stuff and I forget my passcode to my get on my Facebook account? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> Why is that? I've, I've taken to writing it on the back of my <laughs> laptop because you forget every time. So, so next week we'll we'll go on to Christmas movies and Christmas specials, and we'll smoke all those cigars with Susanna from Padilla and John Gazzaro from Oliva and uh, Studio Tobacco. They'll let us know what's going on. We got Christmas parties going on. I'm off to Miami uh, with the folks from Davidoff. I'll come back with lots of information what what they're going on and lots more. So that's all I got. You got anything? I was hoping while you were talking that I was going to be able to pull up the uh, my favorite one. Why is that doing that? I don't know. I'm having all kinds of difficulties. Say goodbye. Oh, that's okay. you. All right. Yeah, so that's it. So uh, we'll catch you next week live from Seabrook, New Hampshire. Uh, for uh, Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morris, and I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. 
Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices. 